Hi guys, this is Carlene, and I am back with the third episode of the HodgePodge podcast. Um, I'm so excited to be recording today because I'm going to be giving advice on startups. So whether you have freelancing that you're looking to begin, a creative project, or a business idea, I am here to give some tips and advice about that startup. Um, so I'm going to try to keep today's advice um, pretty generalized so that whether you have a startup or not, you can kind of take what resonates with you and apply it to your life. So I am also very excited to support you all. So if you do have a startup or something that you're beginning, I would love for you to send me either your website, your Instagram handle, information about it or whatever. And I would be more than excited to follow you guys and support you all. Um, but yeah, so apart from that, um, I just wanted to open things up, um, and say that you guys can send me your ideas for podcasts, um, whether it's just something that you feel like you want to have advice given on, or it's just something that you hear, want to hear me talk about. I am more than happy to hear those ideas from you all. I have a whole lot of podcasts planned and a lot of information that I want to push out to you guys, but whether it ends up being a whole podcast, a little bit, or just a convo in the DMs, I really would love to interact more with you all. Um, So yeah, with all of that being said, let's jump right into this episode. Okay, so I have my notes in front of me to kind of just prompt me through different things that I want to share with you all, Um, but I have a pretty solid list here, and so I'll be talking through each of these different points, and hopefully we'll be given some good advice on startups. So the first thing that I have listed is to have a plan. So when you have a plan and you prepare some stuff ahead of time, it really boosts your confidence. Um, and makes you feel like you have a purpose behind what you're doing. Um, Whether you know exactly what that purpose is or you are kind of unsure about it, um, when you prepare some stuff, you know what things are going to look like going into the future. Um, So I can give my own creative project as an example. Um, When I started Creative Bean, which is my startup freelancing business that I began back in 2019, um, I had an idea for that back in 2018 where I came up with the name of it, Creative Bean, and knew that that would be a platform where I shared my different um, creative work from over the years and kind of just had one place where that would live on Instagram. Um, now, before I decided to start that account and kind of share it with everybody, um, I prepared a lot of stuff for it. And so I, what I did was I created and I batched some fresh content um, to build up a feed. And so I think that I had like 15 posts, like 15 Instagram posts ready, which is like um, five rows of fresh content. Um, So I knew what my feed would look like going into things and I would have content to post every single day moving forward for the next 15 days. Um, But yeah, so that was a good way that I prepped to announce my creative bean um, and that developed into a graphic design platform that has gotten me um, several jobs since. So that was very cool. Um, But also when you prepare some content um, and not only builds your content or boost your confidence and gets you excited, but it also reduces the friction between you and starting. So 
Another good example of this that I can relate this to is something that I talked about in my second episode. So in the morning, if you wake up and already have your workout clothes laid out from the night before, you're more likely to reduce the friction of going to work out in the morning. So you would just wake up, see your workout clothes laying out, put them on, and then start to walk towards that door to leave and go work out. And so that is similar to if you have a whole feed batch and ready to go, then once you announce your creative startup, you won't have that imposter syndrome, like fear of, oh great, what do I post now that I announce this big thing? Um, You would already have some posts drafted and ready to just go every day. So that is reducing the friction between you and starting your startup. Um, Now, another part about having the plan or having a plan that's very important is um, being sure that you are backed by purpose. And so determining what your purpose is for your startup can be something that's really um, powerful in getting you started. So as mentioned um, in my last podcast, I did read a book by Blake McCoskey, who is the CEO of Tom's Shoe Brand, and his book is called Start Something That Matters. He's very big about um, developing a story and a purpose behind like your business's min- or mission and your business's um, overall purpose. And so um, he really recommended that you define what that is so that you could talk it up to your customers or to your clients. Um, So going into Creative Bean, I didn't have much of a specific purpose. I definitely would say that it developed over time. But going into things, I would definitely say that that is something that could be super helpful to establish. Um, So uh, starting this podcast, um, I definitely chose a purpose for this. And it it was to be a mentor to people who were doing startups or who were in the creative um, industry, I guess, if you want to say. I just feel like I have learned a lot through my experiences in the past few years. And if I can push out some tips to other creators, um, I don't know what type of impact I'll have, but hopefully it'll be really good and help you guys out. So yeah, so that is my first piece of advice um, regarding a startup. All right, my second piece of advice um, is to do stuff for free. So when you begin your startup, um, you're not necessarily going to be getting tons of immediate customers. Um, Your customers are going to want to see what you are already creating for your client base. So the issue is you don't already have a client base. So that means you're going to have to do stuff for free at first. Um, And so this will build up your initial customer and client base. Um, And basically, you can reach out to people and create stuff for them without um, giving them any charge. And then hopefully, that will give you some good reviews and some good people talking up your business. Um, So basically, what I did for my creative bean freelancing um, is I picked a group of people, a group of my friends who took really cute pictures, and I would do little photo edits for them um, and little I don't know, just digital collage work type things um, where I would take their photos and import it into an app and do some collage work and then post it to my account. 
So I remember starting up and reaching out to this small group of people and asking permission for me to use their photos. And then I would post that and share that to my account. Now, the thing about this is it kind of makes it look like you have a client base when you might not have one yet. So that's a good thing, actually, because that means you can pick a client base um, is that is like your perspective client base almost. So say there's a small creator and you wish that they would reach out to you so that you can make something for them. Um, now you could still pick that person and make something for them without them paying you. So for example, um, the, what we said podcast, really love their stuff, really love their aesthetic and everything. So I would take one of their photos and create something for them and tag them in the post um, with hopes that they would repost it and share it or that they would respond to me and say that they really loved it. Um, and this made it look like they were maybe a part of my client base. And so there are way, there's ways to work things um, when you don't yet have um, customers or clients so that you're doing stuff for free um, while still knowing your worth. So to kind of counter that, um, you do need to know your worth and value as a creator. Um, when you underprice and undervalue yourself, um, you're not doing yourself justice and you're definitely not doing justice to the world of creatives. And so a big challenge going into things is price points. I know that that was something that always a cha- was a challenge to me. I never knew whether I was pricing myself too high or too low, and I needed to really learn about that and learn where my place was in the creative world. Um, so what makes that really difficult too is that I know that Say you're starting a business to sell something. Your initial client base for who you're selling to is going to end up being your friends and family. So often if you charge what it's worth for that product, I know that it can often feel like you're overcharging them. Um, So it's okay to price point things kind of low at the beginning while you're still getting a feel for things. But as you progress and as you get a bigger client base, it is important to make sure that you're pricing things for what they're worth. Um, Now, as far as knowing what your stuff is worth, um, it's definitely going to take some research. So what I did a lot of was talking to a more knowledgeable other. A more knowledgeable other can be super helpful in um, helping you to sort of determine like a baseline of what your work is worth and what you can sell it for. Um, Now, a more knowledgeable other could be a parent, a friend, um, someone you know that maybe has their own startup. Um, It can also be someone that owns a Etsy shop or also has a graphic design Instagram account. So you can DM them or reach out to them or honestly, like I said, just research. Um, Google that Etsy shop um, and see what they're selling their product for and then make your work um, sell for a comparable price. And so there's ways to go about um, knowing your worth as a creator um, that definitely takes some effort, but in the end will allow you to really price point your work um, at a spot where um, it kind of pays off for you and the amount of money that you should be earning. To go off of what I just spoke about, I would definitely advise to create a package of what you can offer and then advertise it. So basically defining what you can offer to your audience is very important so that you know specifically what you're selling and the people know specifically what you're purchasing. So at first I sold my um, 
like graphic design, like collage work pictures for like $5 each, which was totally cool for what it was at the time. And my audience knew based off of the content that I was already pushing out what they could purchase. Now, as I got farther into freelancing, I started to do more kind of random freelancing projects for different people based off of their needs and what they wanted me to create for them specifically. Um, Now, I would take time to define this and offer that, say, I could do a digital illustration of a family portrait, Um, or I could do a digital illustration of someone's business or someone's pet, Um, but just really putting out even just a list of different things that you know you can create and sell um, makes it more clear to your audience so that they know what they can purchase from you and what you have to offer. Um, so yeah, I would really recommend kind of defining what you can sell and then pushing that out to advertise it to your customer base. Um, and then next I would love to talk about, um, supporting other creatives. So once you have your, um, startup announced and your project really just put out to the world, now is time to grow your client base like I've been talking about. But you can't just expect people to come your way. Um, I feel like you need to put support out into the world and support out to other creatives um, to get some attention in return. And so what I did is that I would hype other girls up and follow their pages, um, just really put genuine... um, compliments and everything out there to support other creators and in return they would often follow me back hype my stuff up and we would be supporting one another so that opened up kind of a network of creatives supporting me and I was supporting them as well so it was super mutual and really appreciated on both sides which was super great and so I feel like as long as you're supporting others and putting that energy out there, um, you will get supporters coming to you as well. So a great way to think about this too is say you have your own YouTube channel and you are really looking to grow your subscriber amount. Um, You can go to other small YouTubers and maybe DM them on Instagram and say like, hey girl, I just started my YouTube account. Um, I have some videos up there and I would love if you could watch them, like and go comment and I would love to do the same. So you can hop right over to their channel, hit subscribe and comment on their videos, really pushing out genuine love to them and their work and I'm sure they would be more than happy to do the same for you. Um, So I feel like when I was first building my account up, I kind of wanted some fresh faces that weren't in the creative world to come around and really like my work, but oftentimes it comes from within the creative community that you will get your initial supporters. So don't be afraid to rely on that and just really reach out to some new friends and some new girls to build your network. Now let's talk a bit about um, having motivation and confidence to start something up. And so back in August 2020, I took the Balance Boss course from JC Marie Smith and Chelsea Jade. And so I have a list of key points and takeaways that I have in my bullet journal here. And 
one of the quotes just really resonated with me that I thought I'd be able to share on this episode. So that quote is that I refuse to believe that if you put your heart and energy in and you're really hustling and you have a vision, um, that nothing is going to happen from that. So this quote is just saying that if you really put your time and energy into something, that something will come of it and you will find some sort of success from it. Um, Now, whether that be money, um, who knows, but that can also mean a job opportunity or a new connection with another creative. Um, But yeah, payoff from something doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. Now, it's funny that I say that because my next point here is to keep a list of your ideas to make money. So not all of your payoff is going to be monetary, but it's okay if you go into a new project um, kind of hoping for it to be that way. And so like I have mentioned in the past, I do have a bullet journal um, and this is basically just a journal that I keep every year. Um, So right now I'm working on my 2021 bullet journal and in here I do have a list of different ideas that pop into my head um, where I'll add to the list and kind of build a place where I have my ideas for ways that I can make passive income and so I'll give you guys an example of one of the things on my list um, and that is to design stickers and then list them on a website called Redbubble where they kind of just sell themselves and you can make a lot of money off of that if you create really niche sticker designs and upload those to be sold on there. Um, But yeah, the reason why I give you guys some advice um, as to keep a list of your ideas to make money is because you never know when you'll come back around and be ready for a new project. So if you have this list to reference in the future or have this list to be able to access and add on to, it could be really beneficial in creating a new startup. Um, And then finally here, I would love to encourage you all to create a digital portfolio. Um, So a digital portfolio would consist of all of your work being saved in one place. And I would suggest starting this right off the bat. So as soon as you batch that, maybe 15 posts or batch some fresh content um, before uploading it wherever you're posting, um, I would start this digital portfolio. Now this can be on Instagram, this could be on Pinterest, or it could be on Google Drive. Um, Personally, I use all three of them. all for different reasons. Google Drive is great for sharing your content with um, your client because you can make the link shareable and then send that link to them. Um, Pinterest is great for growing your platform and really putting your work out there. And then Instagram is obviously more like an immediate um, post and then get likes and comments, that sort of platform. Um, But I had to backtrack and upload all this stuff in one place. Um, but if you start it right off the bat, it's a lot more time savvy. And then the great thing about having a digital portfolio is that it is something you could submit um, when you're interviewing or when you're applying to a job. It's something that you can send off in a quick email to show your work all in one place. And so I will definitely be talking more about digital portfolios in a later episode, but that is definitely something that I would advise when having a startup. Thank you guys so much for listening to this third episode. That last point there was what wrapped it up. Um, So if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me via DM. I would love to have some conversations with you all. And I hope you guys are around for my next episode. Have a good day, you guys. Bye.